Welcome everyone to the Henry Bros Racing Podcast, where we talk everything racing under the sun. I'm Devin. That's Chase. Say hi, Chase. Hello. That's Chase. And we are going to talk about the Chili Bowl Nationals. It's going on as we speak, but we're recording it right now and then I need to upload it. So we can tell you that CJ Leary just won a race, but for you, it'll be like a few hours after that probably. If you listen like the second I upload it, which I know none of you will except for you, Mom. Hi, Mom. But uh, anyway, we're going to talk about what's happened so far up to Thursday. So we're going to look real quick at your guys who have officially locked in. Look back on Monday, winning their a feature was Logan Seavey from California. Brady Bacon took home second. So those are the top two. They beat out Brad Sweet, who finished third. Jake Newman, they'll go to the B-Main. Chase Briscoe also finished fifth in that one, Chase. So CV takes home night number one. Then you go to night number two, which this is now a 690 event. So Monday was day one. Tuesday was day two. I mean, this wasn't a really, really deep race, but Kyle Larson wins. Zach Dom finishes in second, so they are moving on to the A-Main on Saturday. Jonathan Beeson... 10th. He started 10th, finished in 3rd. Tyler Courtney fell back from 4th to 6th, so he's going to have a little bit of a race to drive up. And then a couple of NASCAR drivers go back-to-back. Alex Bowman, 9th, Tanner Berryhill, 10th, so they got a little bit of digging to do. But Chase, you have you like someone in here. Yeah, I like... Well, obviously, well I'm going to point out Dylan Welsh, a reporter. Nice to see a reporter and a racer. A little duo right there. I want to do that one day. Yeah, exactly. Started 7th, finished 7th. And I do want to make a note on Jonathan Beeson because he is always a factor when it comes to the Chili Bowl. The past couple of years, he's just always been there. He's always been in the conversation. You might not be thinking of him as a name when the event starts, but he's always there. Once the event starts, once he hits his prelim night and he goes through his heats and the A main comes around, well, he'll be in the B. But uh, I absolutely wouldn't be surprised at all to see Beeson Stacking it up in the A. Night three, Rico Abreu takes a win. David Gravel, second uh, World of Outlaws guy, is locked into the A main. He's teammates with Brady, so FMR has two cards in the A main locked in. Yeah, solid night right there. Both of them getting second, which you know you might obviously want both of them to go 1-1, but locking those guys into the A main, you can't go wrong with that because that's, that's – with the Chili Bowl, if you get into the A on your prelim night, that's just making everything so much easier. Tonight is night five, unless you're listening tomorrow, then tomorrow is night five. No, tonight's night four. Six. Six. Okay, I'm tomorrow, confused. Monday was night there one, Tuesday go. was night two, Wednesday was night three, today is night four. So on and so forth. Or if it's tomorrow, tomorrow's night five, or tonight is night five, depending on when in the world you listen to this podcast. Regardless, there are still plenty of heavy hitters to go out and race so far tonight. CJ Leary is racing tonight or last night, depending on, I don't know, whatever whatever in the world you are listening to. But the Chili Bowl Nationals, I talked to J.J. Yaley before his whole fiasco yesterday. But uh, he brought up a good point. Part of it is just, you know, not getting hit by someone, which J.J. got hit by someone in his seat because of unluckiness. And nothing great happening before that. But nonetheless, uh, Jerry Coons Jr. racing tonight, or last night, depending on when you're listening to this podcast, Danny Stratton. Uh, he was second or third in his heat, so that might be a good race day for him. So that'll be a fun one to watch. Uh, looking over some of these other guys, Christopher Bell's probably going to win tonight. 
Arizona guy, Casey Schumann, won his heat. He adds up another heat race win onto his caliber. Johnny Herrera, the old guy now racing ASC, has finished second right behind him, so that's cool. Um, and then you look at the first two heats, the big name that stands out is Ryan Bernal. And we still have a day to go when we're naming off all these crazy guys. Yeah. It's just a stacked field, and I feel like we're still looking for that night where it's just going to be absolutely madness. And I'm not just talking about the feature night where it's the A-Main, but I'm talking about usually on these prelim nights, I feel like they haven't been absolutely stacked. They've been filled with some pretty big names, but no one that you can say, oh, wow, this is going to be really 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 tough to figure out who's gonna make it out of it i feel like it's been fairly mellow but still still really competitive at the same time so we talked about last week who we thought was gonna win who did you pick chase for the 250s no oh chili bowl well, you got the super cross i'm sorry right i'm sorry i'm prepared on. chase okay um, I honestly don't remember who cool I, I had kyle larson <laughs> oh it was uh claus meyer because you yes, like his name. Tucker I don't yeah. think he's... He races like tomorrow. Him. Yeah! Woo! Let's go! TC. I picked Kyle Larson. TK, I'm so TC. sorry. Klaus TC. <laughs> so sorry. TK, Tucker Klausmeyer. We don't edit Let's this go. thing. This is live. It says, if you were watching live. We don't edit this garbage, guys. This is live radio Tucker for you. Tucker Klausmeyer, sponsored by Link Belt. Now, here's one thing that I want to mention with the... Uh, Coons cars with the Keith Coons cars. I made a comment last week because you talked about how cool <laughs> yeah. Claus Myers car yeah. was, and then they posted a picture of everything of all the cars, and I was like, "There's no black cars." Yeah, after you said, "There's always yeah. black cars." They're all. They're usually all black yeah, cars. I mean, in your defense, yeah, but they're not. Turkey night. They like were all black cars except someone had some red. Almost. Yeah. Like that was it. There might have been a JVL car. And then Larson, like which, was. like, Larson is kind of his dad's car, too, so it doesn't really count. But, but Chase, how do you like this? There are guys. We have the race of champions. There are people. Well, Keith Coons is coming to, to the race of champions with cars just for the race of champions. Yeah. I mean, it's enough where you have cars that is only for the Chili Bowl Nationals. But when you have cars that is just for one race that happens to go along with the Chili Bowl Nationals, this is a big deal. The Chili Bowl Nationals is a big deal. If you guys have not heard of it, if you're not watching it, if you're not going to watch it on MAV-TV on Saturday, I implore you to check this out. Absolutely, and it's there's just no really no real way to describe it. And if you tune in Here's how I start. described it. I hosted the Brad Sesmat show on Sports 360 AZ yesterday. Here's how I described it. My mom was like, no, it's not. And I'm like, okay, you're right. I feel like but you here's did how the I described it. you can. Because it's, it's um, like you said, it, it's like nothing else in the world. Imagine yeah. you take 360 of the best basketball players in the world. Not the NBA, the whole world over. Everyone coming from the Euro Leagues, the Asian Leagues, every single league in the world. Pick 160 of the best ones. Over the span of six days, have uh, 360 divided by five is 72. So take 72 basketball players for five days, and they have a one-on-one tournament. 72 different players, 72 different players every day for five days. Whoever is the top two in that tournament moves on to the championship bracket on Saturday night. Everyone who lost plays again 
on Saturday too. Until you get your 10 lock-ins from the week of, and then you get 10 more lock-ins from the other 150, and then you have a 20-guy bracket, which is a terrible number if you're trying to do an actual bracket. Don't do that, guys. Hypothetical. But then there's that third bracket, and that's your championship. Stacked. It's still confusing. Yeah. I just explained it to you the best way I know how. Just... Think of splitting 350 guys into five 60. days. They hit 60. 360. Oh, I'm sorry. 360 guys. They play five days, and then you take the best 20 for the big show on the Saturday night. I mean, go go through the lesson. 340 guys are going home so, with their heads hanging. Exactly. So, like, let's say that you're just talking NBA. Take the top 20 NBA players, and you're going to have your favorites not make that list. Absolutely. Out of 360. So, we're going to talk next week about the results, what we liked, what we didn't like. I'm sure we'll have opinions because that's the only thing that this show is. There's there, there's no facts here, to be honest. We're going to move to Supercross. We watched the uh, Phoenix, Glendale. Oh, I promise. I've got a fact for you Oh, okay, in a sec, shoot me a but, fact. But I'll give it to you in a no, second. No, I... Keep running. I need a fact. Give need me a, a fact. fact. All right, I picked Adam Sansarillo last week to yes, pick the 250 did. main, and he dominated. And you picked... And, and, he and, ran them. And you picked uh, uh, Blake Baggett, picked, too, didn't you? No, I picked... No! Him. Nobody picked Blake Baggett to win that yep. race. And he went out... And he didn't just pass for the lead. He, like, ripped it. Yeah, outside move on a... I don't know really how you'd call that, because it wasn't a typical Supercross bank turn. Yeah. turn. It was kind of... I don't want to call it a sweeper. I'm, I'll am i go with... A, it was a really short, sweeping turn that was really narrow. All day, the guys were really... It was a bank to U-turn. Yeah, all the guys were taking the same line in it. You know, I mean, they... They might enter a little higher and lower, but at the apex, everyone was hitting the high side and then just kind of angling it off. And Baggy just came on the outside, and for a little bit, I was like, is he going to back off? And then they got to the entrance, and Anderson checked up hard, but Baggy didn't. And for a second, I was like, if he goes down, this is going to be huge. Yeah, that it was a fun race to watch, especially when the leader already got taken out before that that was clean that was a clean move to and if you want to argue me through me this walk me through me. it walk me okay you don't have a twitter they here's can't at you i do i don't use it very much but they okay here's one of my biggest problems at is that, him at him you can't so everyone's mad at anderson for the block pass on roxon because i've never seen a block pass before in supercross let's never. rewind to last week hampshire takes sansarillo up to the tough box cleans him out you can find pictures rj hampshire's tire is touching the tough blocks when he hits adam santorillo if santorillo wasn't there he'd be going over the berm but everyone's like oh that's just good hard racing and i get kind of because santorillo blocked past him but he never touched him in that previous corner he blocked past him he ran him up the track but he never touched him and then hampshire cleaned him out this time anderson just catches him and rocks in I mean, I don't want to say he took himself out. Anderson did the exact same move. You can find it on RacerX's Instagram. They posted a race recap. They have Anderson's pass on Marv. It's the same line he took when he passed Roxon. Marvin didn't go down. Marvin went back up, checked up, and Anderson went by. 
Roxon just went down, and I get he didn't see him. You know, when you're a racer, you're in the moment. And you don't see a guy. I mean, I understand that, but I don't get why everyone's bashing on Anderson because it really wasn't his fault. It was just, he just threw it in there. I mean, it wasn't dirty. It wasn't like he ran him up to the tough blocks. I mean, he was still like middle of the corner. It wasn't, and he didn't hit him at like a 90 degree angle. Anderson's bike was there first. Yeah. That's my rant. That was clean. I am 100% for Anderson in this situation. That was clean. Although Roxon was so classy post-race. Beyond yeah. classy. They were both pretty... Well, I, pretty... I I mean, one of them didn't need to be classy about it because they beat him. Here, here was my biggest insult with taking out the leader is then you didn't win the race. So... Yeah, that was a problem. That was a you bit didn't, of a... It, yeah. it ends up being you didn't take him out for the win. You end up taking him out for second. Yeah, that was a little bit of a problem. No. But see, I think one of the reasons why everyone's mad at Anderson is that it is Roxon. So everyone's yeah. behind Roxon. Everyone's like, come back. I mean, let's go. He is, so the, I see he is it, one but... of the greatest comeback stories. Forget Supercross, forget dirt bike racing, sports. Yes, one of the great. He absolutely. had two career ending arm injuries. I think, I think we're watching something. And they go, uh, forget writing. You're not going to be able to write with this hand. Or hold a fork. Yeah, forget yeah. dirt bike writing. You're not going to be able to write. Not ride. Well, you won't be able to do that either, but you won't write either. Yeah. So, and now he's going out and he's contending for wins. And he's leading the points. He's leading the points. And arguably Red he should have won. He should have won Glendale. Let's okay, talk about let's, why. Yeah, okay. So, in case you live under a rock... Uh, red flag came out after Roxon. Roxon had that race won like in the first five minutes. Yeah, like. I think if if there's no red flag, what what happens? I Roxon. I know wins. you say Roxon wins, but what happens behind? Maybe Baggett him? finishes in second, but I don't. Okay, he was well, so far ahead. Here's my thing: was the gap? I think with Roxon's gap, Anderson wasn't gonna catch him. I don't remember where Baggett was on the restart. I don't think he was third. I think he was four. Was he? Okay, so if there was no red flag, what do you think the podium is? Does that change it at all for you? Do you change who makes that podium? I don't think I'd change who makes a podium. I think I'd change the order to Roxon. Anderson wouldn't have caught Roxon, I don't think. And no. then Baggett. Maybe Baggett gets a podium. So Baggett gets the third. I think Baggett gets the third. I think that's I fair. I think. But that's with that fair. being said, we were... We didn't know the red flag was coming out, so we didn't know how far back Blake Baggett was in fourth. Yes. So I'm saying that on a whim that he wasn't, like, beyond too far back to finish in third. We don't know that. Yeah. We can we can check it someplace. I don't think he was in third. I can't remember who it was. It's tough to check, um, though, because you don't really keep track of where someone was on a red. But let's talk yeah. about the red real quick. So... A uh, multitude of injuries, one concussion coming from Savachi. Yes. Which no one saw. Yeah, no no cameras caught it. No one saw what happened. Like, so, I, I haven't seen it on Twitter. So like, now, no, no fan saw it. Yeah, I don't well, think even, either. Like, I, no one I saw it. I don't remember it. where I saw it, but someone even said no, not even an NBC camera caught the crash. So, that's a question mark. And now, the rookie race is down to two. Yeah, apparently, so, unfortunately, um, that, I mean, 
Concussions are a big well, deal okay, nowadays, too. Okay, never mind. No, How I'm many not. rounds do you miss? He said he's going to be back. He said I know he's going to be back. Oh, I don't like that. Head injuries are a big deal. I know. That's... He said he'd be like back that. next week. Um, I saw concussion what, protocol. Yeah, I saw the con- concussion protocol. What you call it for a supercross? And I mean, if he passes, you know, he's he's good to ride. You know, I think one of the things that's really pushing him to ride is I'm ninety nine percent sure that's just a one year contract. So he's kind of got. I don't want to say Tomac on his back. Tomax, yeah, Tomax got the extension. Tomax in there till I believe at least twenty twenty. Because he's a championship rider. Twenty twenty one, something like that. Rider. Yeah. So unless they go to a a three team deal, which we really haven't seen that. The last time we saw that was I believe with, um, and yes, you can say, a couple times when there's been injuries, teams are able to hold on to that rider after the person that they filled in for came back. Mm-hmm. But I'm saying to start off the season, we haven't seen a three-rider team since Red Bull KTM of Marv, Dungey, Kennard. So, I just, I don't know. I don't really see a three-team factory team coming for Kawasaki. So, I think that's that's pressure for Joey because he's got he's to gotta perform this year. So, Savatri goes down. That was during the heat race. Yeah. And then in the A main, right in front of us. Well, not right in front of us because we well, were in the 400 level. But Okay, right below us. Right right <laughs> below, below us. us. Um, I didn't catch the start of it. They replayed it in the building. Uh, yeah. But, I mean. Did you see it? it? Yeah. I, I, I saw the tail end oh, of man. Malcolm Stewart. Did you see the start? Going down at, well, in the replay I did. Not okay, yeah. Yeah, me too. But, yeah, I mean, it wasn't. It, 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 it's like so many of these crashes, though. It doesn't look catastrophic. Well... It doesn't look that bad. I think if you don't pay attention to the detail, yes. But after looking... Oh, man, he was killing those whoops. He started wheel tapping a little bit. He was real. He just through. got kicked through that last one. It just kind of kicked him. And this and is the so, worst part. It's like it's basically no fault of his own. Yeah, pretty it, it, It's pretty one much. small error. Well, and I mean, when I was watching the replay, I was expecting him to, like, miss that last whoop with his top tire, and then that's what did it, or I'm sorry, his top tire, his front wheel, but he didn't hit it with the front wheel, and then it just kicked him the wrong way, and it endoed, and so that's what I was looking at. I was looking at the crash, and I was like, how how did he break his femur? Like, I just don't get it, and then I saw, like, the back half of the bike, like, just mid mid leg and just face of the jump hits him and i'm like oh and, and you knew it was bad when they picked up his bike like he, they make these things out of pretty thin material be it to be like yeah, weight plastics. and all that but typically you don't see the rear wing fender, fender the yeah. the rear fender is bent in into the tire it hit hard yeah it was and it took a couple bounces afterward but it was just and it was a bummer and the thing that see i'm like as a racer how does this affect you because if you watch that replay vince freezy his teammate the guy he's been with for the past you know how Week. many months now oh. well as technically as a I training know. partner I've, i'm messing with you I know. as a training partner the guy that you've been with for the past you know how many months has this deal been coming together goes down right in front of you and i mean I think when you see that, you might kind of get rattled, but I think 
it took him a little bit to take the red flag out, and I think and then Vince every and then knew. everyone sits there, yeah, at the red flag waiting and yeah. it was a long red flag well and my thing is for all the guys that were behind stewart there's a guy to the right of him in the whoops and for vince how does like that's gotta kill you especially when i mean freezy almost hit him after yeah. he stopped he was that close yeah he almost ran into him and he slides by and uh i think freezy was fourth or fifth on that on that restart and ended up uh washing the front wheel out after the finish line jump going into that corner that was a bummer because he was putting together a good yeah. ride after that restart but and i don't know what the broadcast saw but for those of you guys who don't know the worst part to me was the track crew could not find him they they yeah they knew he well, went they, down yeah, but there was but they couldn't find him because his his body laying there it looked like he was unconscious but he wasn't thankfully but it was laying directly in the middle of two jumps, and the track crew couldn't find him. That was the first jump of a double. Someone screws yeah. up coming out of the whoops. They single that. They run over him. Yeah, I think the best part about that was that he landed in between the first and second jump because if he would have landed between the second and third... He would have got have, hit. Yeah, you've got Big problems time. with guys going double single out of the corner, and then, you know, that's a problem. But luckily, I think... That was the scariest part Most for me, guys, watching yeah. watching the track crew not being able to find him yeah, while there are guys jumping though. over him. Yeah, I don't They were trying take, to find him, but you could yeah. you could not see him from ground level. Yeah, I don't he was take, hidden. I don't want to take credit away from those guys. Because they do a great job. They yeah, do a great job. And it job. wasn't like they were just kind of sitting there. Like you could see you could see the, the guy with the flag at the whoops like they looking knew around someone and he went was like, down. Where where do I go? Do I try and cut? Do I? Yeah. You they, know, they knew. Yeah. They knew someone went down. They knew it was somewhere near, near the whoops. Yeah. And they, I think they had an idea of where the bike was. It was laid down, but well, it, but the problem is the bike wasn't by and, Malcolm. And it's exactly. So it's like the bike is over there. There's nothing over there. I can't see anyone. And there's a bunch of riders going by me, in one of the toughest sections, the whoops. So, anyway, Malcolm Stewart was then asking for an out burger at the hospital later that night. <laughs> yeah. He's in good spirits and something cool about Malcolm is how much he puts into it for the fans. So hopefully yeah. he's back for outdoors. Femur injury is a big deal. Uh, I, I don't think he'll be back for outdoors. That's a super cross only team. So yeah, that's true too. I mean uh, like recovered for the start of the, the outdoor season. He if might. he gets the opportunity. Yeah. yeah I'd say maybe. Um, I, I, I'm I'm purely talking health wise. Well, even he is healthy enough. Hopefully, even so, there's still um a lot of off season racing. You know, Geneva, yeah. Paris, uh, a lot of a lot of races in Australia now. Um, France, New Zealand, yeah. Auckland. That's where it is. Indoors oh, yeah. in Australia. Yeah, yeah. So a lot of opportunities because that was how this deal formed. Was yeah. They started talking, and then he did all those off-season races, and luckily that was enough to uh, to secure a ride for Supercross. And man, did he look fast! He did. He was he was rolling. Oh, honestly, title he, contender. You if know he what? Would have went down. I'm gonna say yeah, he's a maybe. title contender. But you know what we didn't think about when we were talking about does Blake Baggett get a podium if if Stewart doesn't go down? The answer is no. Because if Stewart wouldn't have went down, Stewart would have podiumed. Really? Stewart, Stewart was, was already bold. there. Stewart was he top was six. three. I don't I, think I so. I remember he was six because I looked at the scoring monitor and I went, 
he's got a handicap of six on fantasy. <laughs> and I was like, I've got max uh, points right now. Oh, uh, yeah, I'll look it up then. Okay. I just remember he was just rolling. Yeah, so, but he was picking them off slowly. Yeah. So. so this is the one race in Arizona that is live. I've got a... Oh, oh yeah, question. fact. I was going to let Give you... Give me a fact. No, my fact was the AC1. Oh, yeah, that's picture. right. Yeah. Uh, I was just going to ask Wait, you. Wait, that was your... Oh, I thought it was going to be something fact. cool. I no. thought it was going to be something cool. Well, Sorry. cool to me. Okay. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. So, we're down to... I don't know. You can keep Savachi in the rookie race if you want to. He's got a... I he's got a round with zero points so. in it. Um. So, because Osborne's been out with a collarbone issue. There's no that. guarantee... That, that even if he race races this week, week, that he's not messed up for next week because it's too soon, maybe. Who knows? Yeah. So, so who's... I, Savachi's out, Osborne's out. Yep. Osborne's been out. Uh, for those I of call you that don't Plessinger. Know, Plessinger over Hill? I, I just haven't been impressed by Justin Hill. I thought that I would have because he did really good in indoors for 450 last year. He did really yeah. good, but Plessinger Well, fast is, time. He, he had did. fast time at He Phoenix. did have fast time. He had fast time at Phoenix. I think he got a little shoved back. But then he didn't back. perform. He didn't perform after a bad hole shot. With that being That's said, true. we've had a rain round and... And a hard, 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 hard pack round. Well, it would have been so that cool to be a part mud race. so hard. Guys, it was pouring during the A-Main. But yeah. they closed the roof. Yeah. I was so disappointed. So, so take an AP. Again? Over, over Hill. No, you're taking AP. Oh, oh, oh over Hill? Yeah, yeah. Sorry, I was th- I was thinking AC okay. for some reason. Sorry. Are you going to set... I thought you were already moving on. Can we set a points margin for you? A points Can margin? Can you give me like he's going to beat him by like at least 30 points or something? Oh, my God. Let's get to the specifics. Let's, Let's hammer the- down on this. No one listens to this podcast, Chase. It's not like this is in stone or anything. Uh, it is now that you say it. Give me 40. No, give me... Oh, my God. Give me 20. Nope, 17. That's... Fair. Give me Savachi's number. Oh, you're going real specific. I Give was me Savachi's like number. number. That's how okay. that's how intense I'm going on this. 17. I'm seven. going the, the... That's fair. The rookie battle will be by a rookie's number, either 7 or 17. Hopefully not 46. Or 16. Hopefully not 46. Osborne's 16. Yeah, but he didn't Osborne have a start this year. will be back soon. Didn't have a start this year. He'll be back. Yeah, he'll be back, he'll be but back still. Soon. So, That'll be interesting. We got a few more things to get to, so we got to r- wrap this up quick. First, I promise all three of you that uh, I was going to explain why it's Phoenix or Glendale. I talked to some broadcast people. The reason why <laughs> Feld slash NBC slash Fox says this is Phoenix and why Supercross says it's Glendale is because in the mind of the production team for Feld, maybe this isn't the whole reason, but this is the reason that I got from some industry professionals associated with Supercross's productions. It is called Phoenix instead of Glendale, which is where State Farm Stadium is, because Glendale is a suburb of Phoenix. Okay. But with that being said, if it wasn't called Arlington, I wouldn't know that Cowboys Stadium was in Arlington. I would say it's in Dallas. Is Arlington not a suburb of Dallas? True. And then you can say, is Anaheim or Oakland, is Oakland not a suburb of the Bay Area? Is Anaheim not a suburb of Los Angeles? Yeah. So Arlington isn't a suburb of Dallas. And then you have the other big cities of Daytona, Indianapolis, Atlanta, Detroit, Seattle, Houston, 
Nashville's a new round. Nashville's a new round. That'll be really cool. Denver. East Rutherford. <laughs> East MetLife Stadium is the home to the New York Jets, and it is not in the state of New York. Let's call it East, Ruther- East Rutherford. Makes sense. But why not a city in New, in no, New Jersey then? Sarcastic. Why not a city in New Jersey? So that's, I don't know. Like, if you're going to do that, do it across the board. That's what bugs me because, you know, we live on the northwest side of Phoenix in the Glendale Peoria area. So I'm like, call it We want Glendale. to be represented. At the very Glendale. Least, at the very least, figure it out. Which one do you want? Just pick one. <laughs> Feld, Supercross, get together. I know you do sometimes. Have a little. I know you chat sometimes. Yeah, you have, have to once or twice a year at least. And- it seems like sometimes you don't talk any more than that. So in the one or two times you talk, is it Phoenix or Glendale? Is it Arlington or Dallas? Figure it out, guys. And then on top of that, I have one more question for you before we head on over to our picks for A2. Do you like A2? Do you like the fact that A2 comes I... in week three instead of going to, say, maybe Oakland or San Diego before that? Why Do you like Anaheim being in two of the first three rounds instead of being like, Round one and round five. Because the next three rounds are in California. I just don't... And it makes it nice for the teams because they're all based out of California. A yeah, lot of people but, live in California. But but here's uh, where it gets weird to me. So Anaheim is round one and three. Round then, four is Oakland. Round five is San Diego. So why not move the second Anaheim race to five? Honestly, my thing is there's 17 rounds. They only go to 13 states. That's because California has four races. A million of them, yeah. And it's not even like they're spread across California. How far away is Anaheim from Oakland and Oakland from San Diego? I mean, I I get it's kind of a drive. Anaheim isn't that close to San Diego, but I get where you're going there. But Oakland, I mean, those are all pretty close. I mean, with two A2s, I get how Anaheim's like kind of a pinnacle for Supercross, especially with usually round one uh, being there. I'd say... But why honestly, do you need to go back two weeks exactly. later? Exactly. Well, and they're all so close. It's so condensed. It's not like they go southern SoCal and then northern mm-hmm. SoCal. And then in the middle of SoCal. Yeah, it's like it's all... Or I guess it's middle all Cal. Southern... Yeah. Mid, mid-cal? Yeah, mid-cal? Mid-Cal. 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 Okay. So, honestly, I say take out um, one of the California rounds. I don't care if it's A2, San Diego, or Oakland. I would take one of them out and try try to mix it up a little bit. Go, you know, Colorado. You already have one in Nevada, but that's in Vegas, so you can find another one and in Nevada. And you have one in Denver. Go to, go to Utah. Oh, well, they go to Utah. Never mind. Um, I just feel like that's so condensed. Oklahoma. Go to Santa Ana. Someplace. Oh, no, wait. Oh, wait. Yeah, that's the same issue. Um, go, I don't know. Oh, do you know? Someplace do you know, different. Do you Spread know it out. What would be great that would never ever happen? Toronto. That new stadium. Oh wait, in, it is the new stadium in Inglewood. I don't know where that is. The Rams and Chargers are going to play there in a couple of years, and it's going to be like the biggest stadium I, in the that's NFL. That's still like SoCal, isn't it though? Yeah. It's, so you're taking it's, my it's, point away. It's like an hour south of Los Angeles. So let's let's. But you already get, have two rounds in Los Angeles. That's what I'm saying. Let us get rid of. It's only an hour away. Get rid of A two. Go to Inglewood. No, I'm saying go to a different state or go to Northern California. New Mexico. See, that's what I was thinking. I just don't think they get a draw in New Mexico. Though. They would not. Yeah, that's no chance. Yeah, that's fair. And then East Coast. Do they get a draw East Coast? Do you, do you no. go to Orlando and Daytona? 
Because well, I know that's what you'll get a draw had, in Florida. Well, last year they had Tampa and Daytona, and yeah. from what I heard was Tampa just wasn't. They just didn't work out. And the Bucks so. suck. The Buccaneers suck. Yeah, so. yeah, that's that's yeah, nothing yeah, to do with it. Fair. But I just wanted to point that out. So that's why they aren't back at Florida for two rounds. So anyway, I like it just bugs me a little bit. Not because I mean, first of all, Anaheim just isn't. It's it's not what it used to be. Anaheim is turning into a bit of a dump, quite frankly, which sucks because Disneyland is like right there. But anyway, unless you like go to L.A. L.A. is a dump until you turn that corner. Anywhere, you know what corner I'm talking anywhere about. Anywhere except you know for the very exactly. center of L.A. is an absolute dump and i would yeah. hate to work in los angeles i would hate to because i'd have to somehow commute from outside that little like it, it's almost like it if you've ever seen like zombie movies and stuff where like <laughs> the the center city has like giant wall. walls and the center city is like billionaires and then outside yeah. that is like garbage it's like that but that's los wall. angeles except you need to drive through the garbage part to get to the nice part yeah there's no just like i'm just gonna take the freeway into the nice part there's like you gotta yeah. go through the dump it's like you better watch out and then you're fine and then on your way out you better watch out too yeah pretty much yeah anyway so yeah i'm not i don't know i don't like california except for disneyland and my family over in california love you all if you're listening probably not anyway winner 250 AC back to back. I was gonna take AC too. Oh, that's boring. Four fifty. Do you want me to pick someone else? I'll no. pick someone else. No. I got a hot take. No. No, I'm just kidding. I really don't. I think this I know championship you don't. comes down to AC or Nichols. It would have been interesting if Ferrandis didn't go down at the start of the race. He went down at the mechanics little straight but away. But we're also talking about guys little with little experience. Something can change in an instant where we have five guys going to Vegas. Well, and I don't it's think such a small I don't think series. any of these guys are going to be consistent through seventeen rounds. So well, they don't I, do seventeen rounds. They or I'm sorry, yeah. Eight? Do they eight. do eight or nine? Who does one eight? does eight? One does nine? I don't remember. I don't, it's weird. I don't know why they do, why they don't just have it even. But nonetheless, yeah, I don't think that any of these guys can put a season together. They're too young. So I think Colt Nichols isn't out of it until he does it again. So you want him to win? I don't think he needs to win. That's fair. I'll take that. Because who this, wins the championship though? Who's oh my God? Who's gonna? We should have started this podcast two weeks ago if we were gonna do championship predictions every exactly. week. AC is the best rider. In my wow, mind, really? AC is the best rider. So Nichols Nichols W A one was. Just... You told he me last week way. you can't take anything from A one. How about that? Okay, that's true too. But Nichols was hot last week too. Where does Hampshire fit in here, though? See, that's tough because he's he he didn't he didn't set the world on fire. He got fourth and third, fourth and fourth. What get third last week here? I don't, I don't remember the the two fifty podium because the four fifty race was too good. I know that was an exercise. I don't know where Hampshire fits in. I think if something happens, because I think it's funny Fernandes, because the two Nichols. the two fifty is deep, but not because there's a bunch of really good riders, but because there's a bunch of inexperienced riders with all the really experienced riders having to move up to four fifty this year. I wouldn't say inexperienced though. It's always just such. They're like, like twenty two. They're my age. I bro. freaking go to the store and forget to pick up vanilla, and that was the only thing I went to get. <laughs> okay, but Sansarillo's been pro since six. Yeah, but all these guys have been pro for a long time. But that doesn't mean that they're used to riding into the world's best competition in a 250 class. But they class. are. That's all they've been doing. 
four guys. But not at this stage. What do you mean? Are you kidding me? When was the last time that any of these guys ran eight or nine races in in MLB and NFL stadiums before they hit the 250 class? Zero. Well, it's not their first year in it, though. I know it's not their first year. McElrath is experienced. You cannot tell me McElrath is not experienced. experienced. Davalos is experienced. Davalos has been in the 250s for like 10 years now. But if they were... Davalos is going to win the East. If they were constant championship kind of experience, they'd be in the 450 class. Would they not? That's not true. Are you sure? Privateering, small team, factory team. They would not be on any of those in a 450 if they were constantly consistent in the 250 class. Crashes happen... Ask Eli Tomac that and Ken Roxon that. Okay, well they. But have Jason the Anderson too. won the 450 class last year because he didn't crash. That's true. If you had a guy who was constantly not crashing and beating guys in the but, 250 class, they'd be a 450 okay, rider. Okay, the problem is also that it's such a short series. You, it's almost you like can't screw up over eight weeks. You can't attack too much because that can cause an error. But at the same time, you can't relax. And that's how There's Jason Anderson very, won very, in 17 rounds. Well, I think that's a little bit more open because it's 17 instead of 8. I think for the 250s, there's just Still a short season, very, though. very, very fine line. Because it's like if, you, like if you're like Hampshire, and I'm not saying he's doing this on purpose, but if you keep getting those third and fourths, you might and get you close. And you don't go down. But you if, might get close, but if there's a guy that's on fire that has, like, great nights, but, but if an one AC, off night, he still might win. But if an AC pulls a classic Kawasaki Eli Tomac and wrecks in two of the final eight races, then all of a sudden, boom, Hampshire goes up on top of him because he Nichols doesn't score in two rounds. Unless Nichols crashes. Unless Fernandez in, is In there. one round. No, Makarath. Honestly, Matt... If I Hampshire I'm is lost with McElrath, because I'm like, is he gonna be, is he gonna do really really good, or is he just gonna be? Is kind he gonna of take over there? for Cooper Webb if he Cooper got, Webb doesn't do well in the next two years? He got third. McElrath was third. McElrath, yes. McElrath. McElrath. Anyway, four fifty pick. Uh, that's tough. I... I'm taking K Rock. Really? So red plate extends. Red red plate extends because he's. Extension. And with that being said, how much can you take from a one? Because it was a mud round. Not saying that it won't be this week either because it's been cloudy these, yeah, this this whole been week. Yeah, it's raining a lot in in Cali. Um, if it's a mud round, I'll take Barsha again. I don't see why not. Okay. But I think just regular circumstances. Pick one. Give me one, Chase. Okay. I'll give you one. This is so difficult go with for you. Eli. I know I picked him last week and he failed, but he's gonna he's gonna And I picked him last week too, he's and I'm disappointed. Come out on fire now. So one last never mind. Two last, one last. two last complaints with Feld. I'm sorry. So we oh, finally take it easy. Hot <laughs> Call me hot take, Henry. So it's nice to go to Supercross. It only comes around once a year. I saw into a guy who's give not us into an racing. A two but Arizona. Sun Devil Stadium. That'd be pretty dope. That'd be fun. Anyway, um, I just wanted to say that I brag a lot about Supercross to people. And you've been into Supercross a lot longer than I have. But I brag to people that the best pre-game ceremonies is not in any of the four major sports or minor league sports. It is in Supercross. In my mind, the best pre-game, or in this case, pre-race show, is Supercross. Crazy pyrotechnics 
an amazing PA announcer. I love that deep voice guy. I don't even care if he's live or recorded. He is awesome. I wish my voice could do that. Awesome videos. The riders go out on the go out on the track, throw their goggles into the crowd, throw their bikes on the ground, and it is awesome. I brag all the time about how great Supercross pre-race ceremonies were. Was this a bad pre-race ceremony? Yes. I wouldn't go that far. It was, but it was subpar for Supercross it was standards. It was, it was dull. There was there was a couple of cool rider videos. Who was the one singing? What? It, the AP. It was, it, it was AP. Because it was a goofy a, guy. That's he how is, I knew and it. He's fun. But that was cool. They got a video of him from Instagram singing a song. That was his ride out song. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, besides that, I mean, Dino, we didn't know it until we, we went to the race, but Dino posted on Instagram, make intros fun again or something like that. And I thought he was just screwing around because he had a fun video no, last year. They have limited control because even Jason Anderson posted about this at one point. Um, I remember he posted um, a video of him coming out at one of the rounds, but in the caption for the video on Instagram, said something like, I don't remember it now, but it was something along the lines of, like, I wish that us writers had more free reign over what we chose. And someone in the comments was like, oh, you guys don't get to choose your song? And he's like, not really. We can, I don't know if they propose a list and then, or Supercross, whoever picks it picks the song. But this makes sense. But so they you have do you know why? Options. Some songs cost a lot more than others mm-hmm. to to use and what they're doing. But and some writers like very explicit songs than others. Yeah. Too. Well, because I don't. Cause I you, really don't think they. You have... gotta play like a minute flat, and yeah. so if you go to censor a song, that costs more money on top of paying for the rights to the song to play for seventeen weeks. They have the money, though. Let's not act like they don't. Let's not act like they don't, but let's also not act like they're not a business. <laughs> and this is one minute of the pre-race ceremony. But anyway, I was disappointed because there was no cool intro videos. Okay, APs was all right. But that's what I've come to love about Supercross, was they have these phenomenal intro videos, and the riders get to like cross-jump and do crazy things uh, on their ride-out, but this time they had a track set for them and stuff blocked off, where they could only go a certain way, and I did not like that at all. No, that was... that. I didn't really pay attention to that until, like, I think it was Reed or someone. It took a few riders b- before I yeah, went. And They're I was, all taking the same shot until you look down and you realize there's tough blocks blocking out part of the track. Well, they were blocking out the whoops, which makes sense, because you're kind of like, hey, no. But then there's only but, one way to go. They, yeah, they ride across the track sometimes. They all, yeah, they, like, do wheelies down the stretch. And, yeah. But, yeah, that was... I realized... That, like, I don't want to say, I really realized that late. And I was like, oh, what? Yeah. Like, come on. So I brag a lot about the pre-race ceremonies. And I guess now, because they don't come back for a year. Obviously, this year, it's just going to be the same videos all year. But what really bothered me was when I realized when Muskan's intro video went out, that him and his wife were sitting in the exact same spot they were for the NBC preseason sit down so they didn't take the time to record new stuff they stripped it off their preseason show so that's what real it saves money it's a business but it's half done act like they're not a business but it's half done that's where it comes from me is that the intros were half done so it's going to take at least a year for me now to once again brag about supercross being the greatest intro because i don't want to take someone to supercross next year and we see this again 
Yeah. Because they will be underwhelmed. That's true. Whereas... Solid point. Because at the very start, they blare the music, the PA announcer is super awesome and in his deep voice, and we start screaming and yelling, and then after that, it's like, for five minutes, we just kind of sit there because the writers don't do much and the videos aren't interactive anymore. So... If, if it's going to be the same thing next year, I don't want to take someone building up a bunch of hype for the pre-race and we get this again. Mm-hmm. So, it's disappointing to me because that was something that I really bragged about Supercross. And now I don't have that anymore for at least a year, if not more, if they don't decide to change that. So, that's just me. One more thing to rag on, Feld. God, Devin, stop. Please. No, Chase, I yeah, won't. take it easy, bruh. Because I know you're not going to like this because you haven't said anything, so you haven't noticed it yet. Make race day live free again. There, well, no, God. just make it live. Arizona time. This no, is no. Make it free. Arizona time. I'm not gonna pay to watch practice. No, and here's my issue. Arizona time. The race doesn't start till 9 p.m. It's on. It's on a one-hour tape delay. Oh yeah, make the races live again, please. Fact. We're not watching A3 live. Fact. A2. A2, whatever the frick this is. <laughs> Round three, A2. We're not watching it live because it's late at night and the Chili Bowl's on. We're not yeah, watching yeah, it. Yeah, that too. We're not watching it. If the Chili Bowl wasn't on, we, we might not watch the whole thing because it starts we'll at 9 o'clock. It, but... Back East, this thing starts at 11 p.m. No one back East is watching the trace. This is way, way too late. Part of this is because the announcement came so late, so I think it'll be better next year. But this sucks. There's I mean, no way I'm watching this live. Don't mind, and we're in Arizona. Of we are in Arizona. Back. And we're not going to watch this race live. Yeah. Forget living out in North Carolina or Florida. You're not watching this race. It starts at 11 p.m. Yeah. You're, pull- you're staying up till 2 a.m. if you watch this live on the East Coast. That's not happening. If anything, you're going out to party. Probably. If I'm staying up till 2 a.m., it's not because I'm watching the Supercross <laughs> race. I'll tell you that right now. Let's move on. One last thing. We're going to talk a little bit of NASCAR. A few things changing. Chase, I feel like you spoke it into existence. Old school Sonoma is back. You were asking, can we have a race or a fantasy thing on the internet or something where the old Sonoma track goes? The old Sonoma track is back next year to in NASCAR. To be honest, I don't know what old Sonoma is. I just remember like watching IndyCar and stuff and I was like, Let's change it up a little bit. And they did. I like it. Old Sonoma is back, but they didn't change the number of turns. They made one turn six and one turn six A. Well, that's just the carousel. I mean... Just make it one turn. It's weird. Anyway, no, carousel's up here. No, it's weird. Anyway, next thing, people hate this. Why? Restrictor plates. Going on to cup cars at, like, Indy. I loved it. I love oh, the restrictor oh, oh, oh. plate at Indy. They did it at uh, Michigan. Sh- oh, I thought they did it at Charlotte. They did Michigan. Didn't they do it for the All-Star race? They did it for the All-Star yeah, race. And, and I thought that was a good them. race. That people slammed them. And I liked the race. There was action. They're like, oh, I don't want to see like people going you know, back and forth with... Uh, whatever in the world I'm, I'm trying to say. But this new rules package is going to have a couple. But then we are not going to get a restrictor plate at Talladega. That's This is the big news to me. Instead, we're getting a tappered spacer. 
So it's like a restrictor plate, but it's not. This is a big question for me. How is this going to change? Because I know people want to go fast, and I was listening to a interview with Jack Roush saying we have not got come close to too fast. Go back to the 80s. Look at those flips. There's a reason why we haven't broken a track record at Daytona and Talladega in three decades. Because it was too fast. Bill Elliott going 220 and making up three laps and winning at Talladega, that was too fast. That's dangerous. So I don't know if we're going to see that or not when we come to Talladega uh, in spring. But... Because to be honest, I don't know what a tappered spacer is. I'm sure that there's something on it. I could read it. But we're not going to understand what this is till we hit Talladega. So, and then one of the last things that we're going to touch on, one of the changes here in the Cup Series, or in NASCAR, is in the Xfinity Series, um, do you remember back in the day when there were 43 cars in a race? Like five years ago? Well, we're down to 38. 38 will be the qualifying for Xfinity Series. Part of that is because of so many Cup teams no longer participating. Chip Ganassi is done because of the big fiasco at uh, whatever the heck the solar company is. I don't remember it right now. DC Solar. And then Fenway's gone too. Roush Fenway's done because they don't have the funding. Neither, neither of those teams have the funding. Richard Childress Racing will only have Tyler Reddick in the two cars. There's essentially one cup group and then Junior Motorsports and Joe Gibbs. So what you're telling me is that Junior Motorsports and Joe Gibbs Racing will win every race of the week. Yeah, pretty much. You're right. No 42, uh, no 21. Yeah. Those were like the only two other cards that won races last year. So, Joe Gibbs Racing and Junior Motorsports will win 80 to 90% of the races next year. Stuart Haas? Custard, that's that's Custard, just cool Custard. Briscoe. Yeah, you're right. Briscoe did get added to that team, so they win a couple. And then... I mean, you're right. I think they still win a lot. Penske but. still has one car... Kozlowski is racing less. Logano is racing less in Xfinity Series. So, yeah. So, Penske wins a couple. Stuart Haas wins a couple. And then Junior Motorsports wins a lot. Joe Gibbs Racing wins a lot. Maybe one or two wild cards. So, next year, five different teams win a race in the Xfinity Series over the span of about 30 races. So, disappointing, but that's because of how expensive this is getting. It's just too expensive to run a car. And I mean that, and it's, it has a trickle down uh, effect. Take that to the Chili Bowl. Yeah. It's getting too expensive to take a car to the Chili Bowl, but they still get 360 cars because it's that big of a deal. And then I love this article by Yahoo Sports. Sometimes you talk to people and they're just not motorsports guys. You listen to interviews <laughs> of people listening or uh, interviewing motorsports people, and you know they're not a motorsports person. Let's talk about rookies. Here's what they wrote on Ryan Priest going to the 47. I quote, In the Cup Series, rookie class for 2019, Ryan Priest stands out in a significant area. He's actually won a NASCAR race. Well, yeah. Congrats. That's part of the reason why he got there. Great job. It was with a Joe Gibbs car in the Xfinity Series at Bristol and Iowa. Cup doesn't race at Iowa, first of all. Bristol is a... Monomyth of a racetrack in the Cup Series. What they're trying to get at is the other rookies this year, include Matt Tiff, Daniel Hemrick, and Tanner Berryhill. First of all, first of all, Tanner Berryhill is not racing a kind of car that Ryan Priest, Matt Tiff, or Daniel Hemrick are racing this year. Tanner Berryhill is. 
He was at ISM, but it was yes. A very low budget. I think you're and it's right. going to be low budget again. Yeah. Tanner Berryhill will not be in a car that will compete for the top ten week in and week out. Meanwhile, Daniel Hemrick and Matt Tift might have that opportunity. Ryan Priest probably won't, but you're telling me that I still don't believe that an RCR car will easily lose to a JTD Doherty racing car. I'm going to say Hemrick and Priest are one and two in the points for rookies. I, I agree, but I that's because Matt Tiff and Tanner Berryhill don't have good rights. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. We are yeah, getting... That's, yeah, that's it. Pretty much. Look at the youth in NASCAR right now. Who is going to be the next great young star? Because we have a million of them in the Cup Series now. Byron's going to be around for a while. William Byron, I'm talking about. Chase Elliott is going to be a champion in this series. Um, th- th- there's so much young Bell. talent... And that's what I was going to say. The next rookie of the year who's going to be a champion in the future is Christopher Bell. Yeah. Name another, though. Absolutely. Yeah, no. Allgaier <laughs> no. won't be a rookie because he's been in the Cup Series, and he's not that young anymore. Yeah. Brent Moffitt, and eh, I don't know if he'll be eligible because he's ran Cup. I don't think he, I don't know if they're going to, if he'll be included in a rookie anymore. But then um, the only other, I mean, Cole Custer is good, but he's not a guy where you look at and you say, that's going to be a Cup champion I mean, one day. Okay, Kyle yeah. Larson's yeah. gonna be a Cup champion. Christopher Bell's gonna be a Cup champion. Chase Elliott's gonna be a Cup champion. That that's facts. That's speculated facts, which isn't real facts. They're speculated facts. But, but with that being facts. said, but they're, they're pretty solid. They're great speculations. They're pretty, pretty dang close. Whether you like the three or not, they're gonna be future champions one day in the NASCAR Cup Series. Who's next though? You know, we have witnessed in every single sport the four major sports, NASCAR. Supercross, you name it. There is a huge development in youth right now. I think it ends here in the next three years. Because the NFL draft, this is probably the worst NFL draft we're getting in probably about three, four years. The NBA draft, we're starting to lose superstars who are going to be amazing in the next few years, but it's hard to tell over there. MLB and NHL, it's hard to tell talent when they're coming from the minor leagues because of the system that they have. Yeah. So... Right now, we have this ridiculous youth strike, but it's coming to an end here in the next two, three years. So, I just thought that I was reading this on Yahoo Sports, and this was, I mean, I almost laughed out loud in this first two paragraphs about Ryan Priest. Yeah, we get it. He's won the Xfinity Series and the best equipment, arguably, in the Xfinity Series. Now he's going to subpar equipment in the Cup. Doesn't mean that he's going to beat Daniel Hemrick. Just saying. So, anything else you want to talk about, Chase? Uh, I think I'm pretty... Tuckered out. Pretty Tucker Kostmeyered out. Cause hey! Hey! So, that was almost an hour. Sorry, guys. Anyway, that's going to be it for the Henry Motorsports. Say something. Tucker Kostmeyer is going to win tomorrow. Thank you, Chase. And the A-Main of Chili Bowl on Saturday night, too. Casey Kane. I'll be cheering for him. Casey Kane. Anyway. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Ooh, Hot Take Henry is back. Is it for tomorrow night or the whole thing? Oh, well, no, tomorrow night. Oh, okay. I, I, already, wow. I already picked Kyle Larson is, is my pick, so. What do you think of uh, World of Outlaws' new sponsor? Noss. Goodness gracious. Coming out swinging. If Amsoil wasn't sponsoring the USAC Sprint Car Series, it would be Noss. <laughs> if Amsoil yeah. was not in a contract with USAC, Noss would have two USAC Series. <laughs> guaranteed. Yeah. Oh, uh, Nas. I wish I made an energy drink that sponsored a million things. They got to make money over there, right? They got to. Somehow. Anyway, that's it for the Henry Racing Bros Podcast. Be sure to stay tuned. Next week, we're going to talk 
Probably more Supercross, probably something about the Chili Bowl. More Chili Bowl. Maybe some NASCAR. And we got a few dirt series that's going to be starting up here in the next month or so. So stick around on the Henry Racing Pod, Henry Bros Racing Podcast. It's just two idiots yelling at each other. And it has been rated hilarious by our mother. We'll see you next week. Go TK. Hey. Not TC? TK? TK. Tony Canon? No, I'm not. That's Tucker Klossmeyer with the K. Okay. TK. Thank you.